Black, Two Strong Mega Blast, Asiatic Black. We are having a sit down with my man, uh, Young Bleed, man, my little baby brother. Yes, sir. And uh, we got a situation we want to address. And also, before we do that, we want to make for sure we say uh, what's up to all of the fans out there. Absolutely. <clears throat> all the people that's been keeping it down, man, for the years. Huh. And, uh, you know, the ones that uh, contributed to the success of uh, Young Bleed, Carly Young. Yeah, man. Carly yeah, Young family, man. Baton yeah, Rouge, Louisiana, all the way through the dirty, dirty. Please, what's up, man? What's happening uh, with you? What's going brother. down, baby brother? Ah, oh, man, hanging in there, man. Happy to be here, you know. What I mean? Ain't no doubt. Ain't yeah, no doubt. For real. So, as I understand, man, you had some situations, man, to occur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the last uh, few days or whatever the case may be, man. Tell yeah. me what happened, bro. Ah, oh, man. Um, I had a phenomenal weekend, man. Shouts out to Sean Trey, my man Psycho. You know, um, parts and pieces of rap a lot, man. Over the years. Um, we have been working on, you know, having a phone relationship pretty much for over the last two or so years. So I've been planning to meet, you know, to come on out to um, H-Town and do some things to connect and reconnect with the people. And um, we set in motion for four months, for this, mm, close to six months, I'd say, not totally six months, but prior to the incident that would take place after um, the weekend, um, October the 9th, you know what I mean? Shouts out to Chantre again, her birthday weekend, so we all went down to celebrate. Had a good thing, you know, and it was uh, productive, plus, you know, we partied, everybody had a good time. But long story short, man, after that weekend, like Monday, coming coming into the next week, I decided to take a trip out to Dallas, man, to reconnect with some guys and do some studio works on the other end before I, you know, circled all the way and went back to Louisiana. Due to all the delays and Greyhound and all that type of thing, I ended up in Dallas about one in the morning and ended up in that um, sidewalk, <laughs> what I call the sidewalk shuffle out there. All right. Uh, at the moment I stepped out to smoke a cigarette, waiting for a ride, bus here again being delayed, I missed my arm. My final destination was Fort Worth. So I was supposed to stop, you know, ride from H-Town, <coughs> show up in Dallas, hop off the Dallas bus and um, purchase a new ticket and shoot on up the road to Fort Worth. Right. So right. in the midst of waiting for the bus and on uh, where the bus had took off twelve thirty, we arrived about one in the morning. So I had a friend of mine was on the way to pick me up from Fort Worth, bring me on out there. And in the midst of just walking out on the sidewalk, man, trying to shoot on uh, I mean with smoke a cigarette. If you could picture some double doors, you walk soon as you step a toe out that door, it's a guy to your left. And immediately, you know, was asking me, Did I need a cab ride or anything like that? This is this in the Downtown uh, Dallas. I yeah, mean. yeah, absolutely. Lamar Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> okay, so, you know, I stepped right out there to do that. And guy offered me a ride, and I was like, I'm cool. Stepped off to the right and um, began to smoke my cigarette. And that was old, you know, older man, you know, by my size and stature. And um, he asked for a cigarette. So, you know, I ain't mind giving him a cigarette. You know, I do this everywhere I go. So, um, a few seconds after that, you know, tall security guy come out and say, everybody's not waiting for a ride, got to really clear the front of the building. <clears throat> so I'm used to that type of atmosphere and being targeted. So <clears throat> naturally, I start walking away as soon as I hit a little confusion. And you know, I was like, man, well, where can you smoke a cigarette? So the older guy was like, man, just come on, lift farther up the sidewalk, and you can smoke right here, and he won't bother. Right. So pretty much like that, that's what I did. There was another young cat to my right. He was, you know, selling some weed. So the guy that 
offered me the taxi ride when I first stepped out. He was like, hey man, you, you, know, you don't want to get you no smoke or nothing while y'all here? And I'm like, you know, you know what it do, man? But now nah, I'm really, you know, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Trying to play it off and back off of him. And he introduced me to this short guy, and uh, guy showed me what he had, and everything was cool. I said, if I do anything, you know, his approach was, was pleasant. I say, if anything, you know what I mean, I'd do something with him, but really, he again, not trying to do nothing at all, you know what I mean? Right. And um, and that 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 whole effort and action, um, and it was a play-by-play -play type of situation. Um, I almost, well, I can go as far as saying it's being, you know, being targeted and set up, me, myself. Um, if one of the guys wasn't women, both guys wasn't women, that's the old man, and um, the younger, older guy, you know what I mean? Um, had like a wood leg or something he showed to me. And uh, we talking, sidewalk talking, you know what I mean? Uh, the old guy asked me, you know, what type of thing that I did? And I said, well, you know, I do the music <coughs> thing. I don't never stop off in no place I'm not familiar with, or uh, uh, people I'm not familiar with, and introduce myself as the artist Young Bleed. So I didn't mention that. I mentioned that I did music, and I was in the area to take care of some music business. Right. And. Uh, <clears throat> And Mr. Daddy asked, was I a drinking guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, where can we get a drink? You know, I'm familiar with Texas and you know, the rules of Texas, the laws after nine o'clock, you can't get a drink. You know, I'm from Louisiana, you know, New Orleans, you can drink six or six, six in the morning, right, six right. the next morning. Exactly. But you know, Dallas has been my <clears throat> second home since like um, November 4th, 2004, the year before Hurricane Katrina, I had already set off and moved out to Dallas. So I was kind of familiar with that area and how, um, you know how the liquor run ran pretty much in Texas. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know, it's liquor houses and other guys that'll pop the trunk and have a whole bar in the right, trunk right. after dark, you know, or before dark, you know, you know, where you at, you know who you're dealing with. So I'm thinking that type of situation, or maybe it's even a bar a few feet up the street, and we could walk across the street, have a drink or whatever while I waited for my ride. And he was like, nah, I said, we're gonna get a drink for him. He said, well, the security guy said, said liquor. I was like, guy works Security? Here. Yeah. Like, he said, look, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, shit, I mean, what's safer than that? You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, you know, hey, well, um, how much is the, the drinks? He said, well, he said, shots. Said, what he said? He said, some, like, some Jack Daniels, something like that. I said, okay, cool. Now, was this guy, the security guy, was he in a uniform? Was yeah, he, he was uniform. He was uniform. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, he didn't have a hat, hat on, but shoulder down. Right. He had a, you know, black or dark blue security uniform on boots the whole night. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I get a guy, before we left, he had, you know, the guy asked me for a couple of dollars. So I had like about three single dollars in my pocket. I get an old man those three singles. So the wood leg guy was like, hey man, yeah, give me a dollar too. And I was like, look man, I don't have no more dollars, but I gave him the remaining change in my pocket. Mm -hmm. That was cool, so um, naturally, you know what I mean? Um, I get, um, when the old man tell me about the drinks, I follow him in the direction of the security guy. Keep in mind, that's in the double doors, right park, um, horizontally, right if you walked outside into his vehicle. He was parked right in front of the Greyhound bus station. So I walked halfway to there, stood on the curb, and the old man walked up to him and gave him a $20 bill. And uh, he said, the drink's $2. I said, well, shit, give me a drink. Get you a drink. The other cat said, hey, man, you give me a drink, too? I said, well, get him a drink, man. You know, it's cool. Uh, <clears throat> so went on here. So I'm waiting for my money on my drinks. And um, security guy said to him, hey, you got to go in the, and back in the Greyhound and get some cups. So I understood that, you know what I mean? We wide open the middle of the street. So, you know, I trusted that. And um, he went on in the building. And from that, 
to keep from smoking in front of the building again, we veered to like the left of the building now. Mm -hmm. So we stand on that corner right there by the red light and the corner of Greyhound. Right. You know what I mean? So in the midst of that, the old man, I guess, kind of was looking back and forth to see where the guy was going to come with our drinks. So I'm standing on the corner. Like I said, they didn't leave me not a second by myself. One wasn't working on me, the other one was not both at the same time, or three to four. So in the midst of that, you know, I hear some UGK and bob my head on the sidewalk and see another little stalking security guy. He had like a little blue car parked in front of the building. And, um, you know, I looked at him and nodded at him like, yeah, that pimp, man, yeah, I dig that. And, you know, we seemed to be cool, just nodding at each other. A few minutes after that, when the old man went to get the drinks, um, the guy with the wood leg walk up to me and say, you sure you don't want no smoke, man? You know, if you don't feel safe with that, with the other homie, the other security guy sell weed. That's the same guy that I just nodded with. Like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, man. So, you know, you might feel safe with that pretty much. And uh, I was like, nah, nah, really trying to blow him off again. Hey, man, I'm cool. I'm cool. You know what I mean? So uh, did you have an incline that these guys were actually employees of the bus station? They were... Affiliated the two with security the guys was. Yeah. Now, as far as they being direct, I don't know that, but I right. know they was in uniform, both of them, you know what I mean? And they were on the premises of the, of the, of the bus station. Yeah, right out the front doors on the sidewalk. Right. So, when homie said that, like I said, I'm trying to blow him off, I kind of turn my back to that, and you know, straight towards the side of the building, keep smoking. And uh, <coughs> I see him approaching me a few seconds after that with the security, the other security. So he was kind of, he said, the thing with him before he left, he said, you know, he gonna want to, he most straight up. You're gonna either take it or leave it. He ain't gonna show you nothing, do that type of thing. So I understand that with him being the security guard and all that. But at the same token, you know, you know, I'm street prone and otherwise, hey man, and the golden rule is, I mean, I'm not finna just give you no money for something I never saw before. So I really didn't intend on, you know, making a purchase in the first place. Mm -hmm. So after approaching me, guy was like, hey, what's up, what's up? I'm like, what's up? So what you got, man? He said, what you wanna do? I said, what you got? So you got some cushion or something? He was like, nah, man, look, I got some good stuff or whatever, man. you know what I mean? I got some good shit. You either want it or you know. And the way he was and his approach, it, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. So my thing was, um, I was like, you know, I'm more a weed connoisseur, man. I got to see, see my shit, smell it, you know what I mean? And then I see before I spend my money. So he was like, man, take it or leave it. And I was like, well, nah, bro, I'm cool. Don't worry about it. So he was more or less, you show? Kind of staring about, and I was like, yeah, man, I'm sure. You show, you show. I said, yeah, bro, I'm sure. So he went on about his business. I went on mine, cut back the halfway side of the building. By this time, I see the old man coming across the street from Greyhound, from the side of Greyhound, from looked like the truck that the um, other security guy was in. So maybe he went, popped the back of his trunk and pulled the drinks up right there. So I greeted him to get my drink <clears throat> and uh, get the change that I give him. You know what I mean? So, Mr. That. The old man, you know, he had three cups, you know. I grabbed mine, grabbed the cup, and he was like, nah, the majority is yours, you know what I mean? You pay for it. I said, I appreciate that respect. He said, well, give me another little shout out your cup. So, you know, the double plus, that it wasn't no funny business or nothing there. I pulled him some of my drink, he drank it, we all started having a drink. Made it right back on the side of Greyhound on the sidewalk, right up against the building. So at this whole time, you using the street code, you checking everybody out, everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, as as the drinks, you know, you, right, making sure a lot of you guys don't know, man. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. you got some Mickey slippers out here, man. Uh, yeah, you know, you have to make sure days. if anybody drinking, you know, it's somebody drinking besides you. Yeah, uh, you understand uh, what I'm saying? Slip something in your drink when you're talking Mississippi and Robert Johnson. We know that's right. in the 30s. 
you know, them old blues man just say, man, don't <laughs> don't drink nothing if the seal popped off of it. Right. So I'm I'm game, you know what I mean, hip to everything that's going on. So that wasn't the situation. <clears throat> so we make it back to the like I say, the sidewalk side of the building, having our drink, finishing a, a cigarette. So um <clears throat> two homies coming up from the back of the building. And the guy with the wood leg, apparently he knew them because he called them by name. I don't remember their name. Um, and he spoke and said, hey, man, my man wants some smoke. And he had threw me in a mix for the third time. I'm like, ah, man, I don't really want no smoke. And so they were smoking some weed. You know, I could smell it was some good weed. And the weed I was familiar with, um, up, up, um, in particular, Gorilla Glue. You know, mm -hmm. and we hip to the Gorilla Glue. So I was like, yeah, man, you know, I, you know, I said, this some Gorilla Glue. And I was yeah, okay, well, yeah, I'll do that. You can hit this, man. What you want to get? I said, well, let me get just like a ground. The grounds go for out here. And that was a little $5. And anywhere in the country, and anybody that know, you know, if you got the dispensary card, in some places, it's 6 or $4 for a gram. It was already too high for me. <clears throat> I get these guys another dub. Um, before I did that, my old man was bringing my change back. He gave me the change off the you know, six, eight dollars for the drinks, you know what I mean? I'm saying six dollars or three dollars a piece. So as he giving me that ten, thirteen dollars back, he said, Man, you know, let me let me let me get another a five or something. So, you know, the kindness of my heart, I give him a five dollar bill and that's something I know I'm gonna do. He bought mm -hmm. me a drink, I appreciate that old time. Here you go, take a five. Now and did you in 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 the midst of this whole situation, man, I don't know how many minutes uh, mm -hmm. had transpired since you are you know, got off the bus and uh, yeah. ran into these guys. Did you ever, at any time, pull out a whole water of money? Nah, nah, see the way I rock. <clears throat> um, you know, I keep my, I keep a wallet for the purpose of having an ID and credit card and doing stuff like that. But I'm the type of guy that never really kept money in a wallet. Right. So, you know, I had my wallet in my money in my left pocket and I had the spending money in my right pocket. Dead. So I'm spending out the spending money, you know what I mean? Like 60. $83 in a max. So going back to the front sidewalk, I give him that first $3. And I had a few quarters, nickels and dime, get that to the other cat. So after the drink, I give him another $5. So this $8 I get to the old man, plus the $2 for the drink. So that $10 I didn't get him on my pot. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so the other cat's coming, they charging me now $15 for a gram of weed. I said, man, you might as well get the two or something. They say for $35. I'm like, nah, man, I just want to spend really $10, $15. <laughs> All right, so, so we smoking. They, that fast. They walk this way, past me the weed. We turn around on the same motion. Walk toward the back of the building. <clears throat> and um, right up behind Greyhound, it's a parking lot right there. A few cars parked there. Mm -hmm. But if you walk mm -hmm. a few feet farther, it's a, a street, a side street that separates Greyhound from, as soon as you step across that street, it's a bus stop right there. Mm -hmm. And you know, the lit um, bench and the lit glass, you know what I mean? Right. Situation they got for anybody that's waiting for the regular city bus. It's like 10 or so kids, or younger cats, and I say that within their 20s or something right there. So, as I'm walking up and following the guy with my money, he said, hey man, my man's gonna get something, whoop, whoop, whoop. So naturally, you know, I'm street coded. So I'm like, okay, naturally, they're not going to keep their stash over here by the Greyhound, so maybe it's behind the bus stop. Right. You know what I mean? I'm peeping game. And um, he said, okay, well, I got him right here. Well, he ought to get this here. Nah, bro, I just want to get a ground. I want to get up out of here. I'm really just getting the ground to get away from him since they've been on me since the moment I stepped out the building by buying up some weed. Right. So <clears throat> that's my whole thing. So the lid home before we could stand in the bus stop two seconds, he started walking in another direction back to the back of the Greyhound building and um, toward the car. He said, hey man, let's hop in the car right quick. So that's something I normally don't do, but though I'm not gonna put myself in a position where I can't get out, you know, the car wasn't running or no situation like that. So 
So he hop in the driver's seat, I hop in the back right behind him. None of the cat go around the other side, he hop on the back passenger seat, you know, alongside me. Another young guy hop in the passenger seat. A few seconds into smoking, we still smoking the Gorilla Glue. The little cat out the passenger seat, get out the car and left. So now we three deep in the car, the driver, me and the guy in the back seat. So I'm paying attention to him the whole while. He just, you know, either high or whatever. He's not really making eye contact with me, kind of looking down. And I got that notion in the back right of beside head. you. Yeah, right beside right. me. So now when it played back, okay, that's, that's what that was about. But um, so I'm like, okay, you know, hey man, I don't want to go too past my bags, man. Let's do this so I can get on here and get, you know, get on that back to the front of the building. Now where were your bags at this time? Like on the side of the building, between right. the side and the back of the building. Right. I left the pig leg guy watching. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, he had running with me since the moment. He the same guy asked me about the tape. The first one that approached me when I first stepped out the building. So he had been on me since I come out. Now, did you give him uh, your government name? What did you give him? Young Bleed? What? Nah, really. I never told him a name. Okay. Nah. You just said you did the music thing. Yeah, I got into the old man. So gotcha. nobody heard that but the old man at this point. No one know who I am, so I think. I mean, so, um, so as that's taking place, the other homie that was coming up the sidewalk when we stepped back with the drink, he said, bro, let me go grab your bag, but you, you know, do your thing and I got you. Okay, mm -hmm. I got you, my nigga, you good. Okay, cool. So I'm still kind of watching him, still trying to make my transition, exact transaction more or less, and um, little homie turned around to me and said, man, you a real, real, real ass nigga, OG. And I'm looking at him face to face like this from the driver's seat and he turned back and I'm like this. So, you know, that slight comfort, I said, let me tell these young niggas who I am, man. You know, just to let them know, hey, man, you the met bleed and whoop, 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 I got some weed from you. Normally, that go good. I'll meet an artist, a producer, anything out there. Some right. lifetime friendship. So I said, man, I'm young bleed. Used to be with Master P. Had the song, How You Do That, you know, No Limit. He said, yeah, yeah, man, sure is. And as that happened, before that happened, like I said, I passed the Gorilla Glue to him trying to get my weed. The other little homie in the back, she said, man, let him hit that other shit. He might want that, you know what I mean? Versus what he's smoking. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, man, I ain't tripping, but let me see what you got. So they pull out a half a blunt that had already been smoking. You could tell it was burnt down. <clears throat> Sparked it, passed it to me. So I hit it, had a little different, distinguished taste, and it was all right, wasn't a bad taste. I knew about the synthetic weed for years, rest in peace to one of my cousins. Uh, track man he died a few years ago and we should try to tell him to quit fucking with that synthetic shit and he mm -hmm. died and maybe that's the cause of his death i'm not um so familiar with that in and out, out of the family but maybe that was but i tried that because they used to talk about it when i first had come back from texas to louisiana when all that shit came about so i was like let me see the difference you know and it seemed to be the right approach for guys that have family charges, they're guys that work jobs and you can't really smoke real weed. Well, okay, maybe that's a cool, like near beer. Maybe that's, you know, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't like the friction, the way it felt when I tried that for the first time. So I never tried it again. I was persuaded cuz to get off the shit. Right. Do it smoking some real weed. You know I mean? So <clears throat> I'm tasting this shit and it's, it tastes pretty, it was okay. You know what I mean? It didn't taste like that taste. I was like, damn, you know, thinking it's another strand of weed. Man, what is this? And he tell me some name that I'm, I don't remember to this day. And um, from that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. So, I, you know, ain't my shit. I ain't no weed hog. I'm gonna pass your shit to you. So I try to pass, you know, lick cat in the back of the weed. And they're like, nah, go ahead. Try to pass in the front. I'm like, man, hit that shit. I'm like, man, he's some cool little nigga. Let me hit that weed. You right. know, I've been piled up on this bus. Yeah, yeah, I want me a drink and a smoke. Just on wine for a little bit while I wait for my ride. So I had that mannerism in mind. 
So I hit the weed a couple of times, try to pass it again. I'm gonna hit it about two, three times. I'm gonna pass you a weed. Nah, bro, hit that shit, hit that shit. I'm like, damn, okay, I tried it probably a third time. And they did that and they said it again. Nah, man, you can go here, you're good. I was like, man, I can't hit no more of this shit. I'm hiding the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're on the smoky shit. Yeah. So while that's happening, I'm talking about zero to 60 real quick. So I didn't got this claustrophobic feeling in the back seat. So I'm already saying in my head, I'm going to get out here to get some air, man. This shit right, don't right. feel right. This now, 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 let me ask you something else. In, in 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 all of this time mm -hmm. that this has transpired, did you get any inclination that something vile was 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 transpiring, or did you, you know, just from the street code feel yeah. uneasy? The whole while from the street code, but you so you was kind of playing it. Yeah. On the easy side. Yeah. That, yeah. It's I like you. going to jail. You're you not trying to make nigga. nothing happen. Yeah. You don't want to show a person that I'm kind of worried about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. We all black and I hope it ain't no bullshit. Right, right. You know what I mean? Understood. That's the whole Understood. Why. Understood. So, Understood. so far, it's not just a regular <laughs> hustling bustle. I've been traveling Greyhound for over 20 years. Rather, it's the same as planes and trains. I've never been robbed or none of that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Never had my chain snatched. None of that funny shit. And to this day, so back to it. So now, you know, I step out the car and as I'm stepping out, they're stepping out at the same time. And I kind of stumble, had about a, this much of drink left. You know what I mean? I drank the rest of the shit, wasn't a problem with the drink. One drink? Yeah, one drink. So I kind of stumbled like, oh shit. So I kind of reached back and handed to whoever was behind me. You know, I didn't know the drink. Thing. Yeah, so I was like, man, hold this. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to drop the drink in front of him and be obvious that, oh, he really fucked up. Right. And so I'm still trying to, you know, maintain myself, compose myself. And um, I stepped out. When I stepped out, I said, yeah, I'm hiding a motherfucker. And they said, yeah, you super hiding that, nigga. So this tone and all that, all that change, like the clouds change, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I felt like the, the notion I got was like, I hope they ain't on no bullshit. I'm still, you know what I mean, reconciled. And it's kind of dawning on me. Still three, not four. Had three the at dude, the time. The right. other ones had gathered on the sidewalk while I was approaching my bag. Could you see them? Yeah, they was ahead of us. So you could so see like them three at that particular time. starting to surround me from the back. I'm heading this way. All of this moving all at one time. At one time. So right. My whole objective was just get to your bags, get your shit, and go sit down, you know what I mean, catch yourself. So when I get to my bags, it's two bags versus the three bags I had. My main bag, my computer, laptop bag, all my information, hard drive, thumb drive, you know what I mean? You can mm -hmm. imagine. Right. So the guy say that when got my base, say, bro, this all your shit? I was like, nah, man. So I kind of fell up against the wall. He hit me in the chest. This motherfucker run off with my music bag. The clothes and all this other shit. But my music shit, the first shit, the pig leg dude. The one that greeted me from the door. From he the was game. gone. He was gone, okay? So homie said, man, I tried to catch him, but he ran off. So right there, that didn't make sense to me. Why you couldn't catch this motherfucker with a pig leg? He showed me he had a wood leg. Okay, so you let him make it and bought my bags back. And even right then, the look on so the he face. So gave, he, gave he gave you the, the idea of he tried to get away with everything. Yeah, but I bought these two too, pretty much. Yeah, this all your shit? No, this ain't my shit, man. I'm missing one. But he ran off with one. So from that, I was like, okay, still trying to catch my composure. Reached toward my bags, and it looked like it had been unzipped. I had like the little sponge shit that we do our hair, you know, the drill mm -hmm. shit. I bought me one of them personally, and um, it was sitting at the top of the stuff I had, and I had a backpack. 
you know, the little carrying bags you put your, your, your um, outfits in, you know, the hanging shit out of, and um, the laptop bag. <clears throat> I tried to pack light. But um, <clears throat> those two bags, the clothes bag and the backpack was there. So the backpack halfway unzipped, so I'm trying to zip my shit up. Sponge fall out of it. The little homie said, you're a real, real nigga. When I was reaching for my sponge, he hurry up and snatched and brushed his hand and said, I need this. Looked at me like this. And that look on his face had changed. And I was like, oh man, nigga, just snatched me. You just gonna take my shit. And from that, the other two cats, the one that brought my bags, he rushed me from this side. Other one rushed me, another guy. They needed the same two dudes that was in the car with you. Yeah, them two plus the two that was walked on the sidewalk. Right. The only people that wasn't in on the actual robbery was the old man from the front, the pig leg dude. Well, he robbed me because he ran off with the bag. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't there in that circle of fire to something guy. After we got the drink, I never saw the old man again. He disappeared and must have continued to play the front. Security guys, one either left the building one stayed there because he, he ended up helping me later on that night to stop. He did help you. Yeah, later on. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, but from that it's kind of separated. From the two guys at the sidewalk led me to the back, everybody that was working in the front, they didn't come in that back. So, you know what I mean? I had my uh, bag with pig leg on the side of the building. And that's where he ran off when I couldn't really see him no more. Old boy went and got the other two bags. So from that, they took it from that pretty much. And he yiffed at me. He wanted to do it. They offered to do me something. I was outnumbered, you know, outside and all that, and just felt like motherfucker hit me with some kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, so I'm struggling to, to maintain my composure here again. So after you get up, mm -hmm. this is when the high hits you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really, it was hitting me in the back seat. You know, right. I had to get up. I'd have been that kind of high before and just walk it off. And I thought that's what type of thing it was, but it was like, oh shit. And this, I can't even maintain, can't even fake it off, front it off, none of that shit enough to get myself in. And it was just obvious, you know what I mean? So they was, you know, and obviously that's a game they play with people, so they know the time frame it's gonna take the kick in and all that, and they just waited to see that, that, that differential in me. In motherfucking D-Town. In D-Town, so. Like I say, in the midst of reaching for my bags, one of the guys rushed me and he grabbed my back pocket and pulled my wallet off. You know, like a sucker thinking my wallet in my back pocket. You know what I mean? The other guy kind of grabbed so in the midst of that in that fast motion, I thought they went in all my pockets. So <clears throat> for a second, we stood there, if them and walking around like they was gonna get a tool or anything. And different little threat, threat slurs and different shit and the vibe you get is just like one or two things from the house. The shit they didn't slipped on me from the kill me because my heart felt crazy. I felt like I couldn't move and I'm gonna drop dead. The other hand is they finna kill me, because if they whoop my ass, stump me out, I'm not finna be able to protect myself one way or the other, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a dead situation. Right. So that's always my premonitions. And for a second, when I tell you, I was looking at one guy and I kept saying to him, say, bro, I ain't did nothing to nobody. Y'all don't fuck over me like that out here. Don't kill me like that out here, bro. Don't do that to me. Um, for a split second, I looked behind me and realized that nobody was behind me and was able to see the corner of the Greyhound building and mm -hmm. nobody was there, so when I say- And how many feet you think this was? Three to five at a max. You right there on that corner? Yeah, right behind me. So when I saw that, everything got dead silent. They just was around me. I had a chain on, another chain, mirror ring. So you know, normally they gonna snatch, they ain't do all that shit to me. So the roughest they got was snatching that wallet 
for whatever reason, wouldn't stop those guys. You know, I've always been a firm believer in God, but I know something stopped it. And maybe saying my name might even save my life. Because they hesitated for a minute. And that hesitation, I was able to back those slide. And when I tell you, from the moment I got out there, because I had, in that sense, you know, no retreat, no surrender, but I knew I was defenseless. And that was just that. So when I tell you, it's like I blacked out, and the next thing I know, I was walking into that building. I don't know how I made it down that wall and got into that building. You know what I mean? So you bent down, I mean, you, you got to the corner, you bent the corner. Yeah. And ducked off in the building. Yeah, you know, it took me a while to walk up the sidewalk. You know what it is on that block. To walk down the whole side of the Greyhound bus and right to go back in the entrance. Right. So I don't even know how I did that. I don't remember the walk. You know, I remember walking in that building, and it's like when I came back kind of to, I saw like a room full of people, still waiting to delay people, you know what I mean? All mm -hmm. kind of cultures and races of people to mm -hmm. my right, kind of to my left. So I stumbled to the counter, looked like there was somebody in line right there. And you know, you normally got to get in line. I walked past all that and went straight to the counter, leaned up against the counter and said, look, you know, I was almost killed, so I'm going to ride in the back. I'm running for my life pretty much. And there was another guy, there was another security guy. I had not saw him all night. He was a black man. <clears throat> he walked in and said, nah, you full of something. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly what he said. But I turned around and said, man, I don't do nothing but smoke marijuana, man. Was this a... um? Uh, uh bus rider or employee? He could have been anywhere from a bus driver to maybe even a manager. He wasn't on the floor. He was coming out a side door or some kind of way. He just popped up out of nowhere. So I didn't even know him to even know what the situation for him to walk in and say, nah, you full of something. Like, damn, what you mean, man? You know, pretty much, uh, I just smoked marijuana, bro. They just slipped some shit on me, pretty much. I don't know what's going on. So at this point, they treating you like uh, like a hype. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and you know, and it's dawning on me. I can't believe that this is taking place. A room full of people, nobody saying that, nobody to defend me. And he said something to the degree of, um, "Well, you got to get out of here." And I was like, "Man, I feel like my heart finna drop, bro. Take a few more steps. I'ma die with you, man." What I told him was something of that nature. They still pointed me to the door. Nobody got up to help me. They offered to call the police and the paramedics. But due to all the confusion and what was happening, I didn't trust nothing. Nobody around me. The damn sure didn't want to be in the daddy's jail cell behind the confusion and whatever they took as mishap. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I stumbled back outside to where, you know, where the buses pull up at. You know, they got the brick barricades. You know what I mean? Before you get up against the walls, about a brick about this high, a little slab all the way around. I was able to make it to that and slide my back on one of them slabs and slide down the wall. And I just sat on the concrete for a minute. A few minutes after that, the second security guy from the front, one that sold the weed, come to me and say, hey man, uh, I said, man, what you doing out here? I said, I was like, man, I, you know, I couldn't even say nothing if I said anything. Like, you gotta get from away from here. Now, you know, I'm thinking the whole thing, I go back to them streets and these guys see me, they gonna finish me off, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm like, man, my nigga, I can't move, bro. And he said, all right, helping me show the slight level of compassion or guilt or what have we. And he said, let me help you up. You know, I'll take you on the inside. So he picked me up off the ground, started helping me on toward the inside. I said, but truly, truthfully, I don't want to go inside because I need some air. I had a button-up, button-down shirt. So I started to take that shirt off. I'm sweating at this point. Got a couple of chains on, so I'm trying to take my jewelry out to hide the rest of my shit to not get robbed. You know what I mean? So. He says, a fenced-in area, you can see it right on the outside of the door or something, and I'll set y'all there. So 
they took me out there. There's a few people out there, and they sat me on the bench. <clears throat> took my homegirl eventually pulled up, you know what I mean? But right before she pulled up, she called. I'm trying to explain to the phone. I can't call nobody. I'm that miscombobulated. And um, he talking to me. I tell her to hold on. He asked me, you know, what you going to do? So I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I just want to go back to where I come from. Where's that? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So he said, okay, you know, they're going to call us and what, what have we. So I knew my wallet and all that shit was gone for my ID. So I reached in this pocket, my right pocket. And I felt around, pulled out some papers, a $5 bill. And they were like, that ain't going, you know what I mean? I ain't going to get it. So I said, I did this, I realized my cell phone was in this pocket. Well, they must have didn't go in this pocket. Mm -hmm. Might have got the other couple of 20s and all that kind of shit. Uh, but I had $5 remaining in this pocket. So I did this, something made me tap this pocket and realized I had my other phone here. I said, well, damn, maybe they ain't going in this pocket either if I got both of the phones. Thought they was gone. Reg in this pocket and Reg deep down and found my money. And I had anywhere between seven, nine hundred dollars, somewhere between that. So I realized they didn't get my money. So I said, okay, well, yeah, you know, shit, I'm cool. I got the money. What's the ticket? He said, well, you know, well, come on with the money, nigga. I was told. Come on with the money, nigga. Like that? Like that. So I was like, okay, cool. <clears throat> How much is it? He said, it's like $113. You know what I mean? I said, okay, hold up. I put my money, I counted all about 120. Give him that, he said, I'll bring your receipt back. And he did that. <coughs> but apparently he found, went and found my homegirl. They had never saw us together, nothing in life. So he had already found her in the parking lot and brought her to me. And once I talked to her lady, she said, he asked her, you here for the light-skinned dude from, I don't know if she said Baton Rouge, New Orleans, he brought her over there. So time she there, I saw her and I told her to sit right here, sit next to me. And keep in mind, I was like this for maybe 30, 40 minutes. Well, if she left for 40 minutes, I'd give it in the way for 20, 30 minutes before she pulled up. And I remember seeing the pair of feet of this couple, it looked like a white girl and maybe a boyfriend. And maybe they were some of the people from the inside who walked out there and she say, um, you know, um, you want to buy the water? And uh, she retched. I said, yeah, I'll take the water. She gave me that water, I took the water. Said how I got this, and I ain't drank that water for probably about 30 minutes, nothing against her. And it wasn't that, that's how weak I was. I couldn't even fuck with the water, but I kept it. You know what I mean? And my homegirl got there, she opened the water and drank the water. And as I'm explaining to her what's taking place and what had happened to me, this defense area, <clears throat> I hear somebody talking, the voice is so familiar. Now look up, I said, that's one of them niggas. You know what I mean? Still there. Yeah, so keeping in mind what I learned to do over time, and normally I tuck my chains in, I take that off too, but I had a situation in Detroit the airport where I normally put my jewelry in the bag to avoid going through the shit in the airport. And uh, I had a polo jacket and uh, a white gold chain. One of my homeboys uh, gave me from Louisiana, it was a Louisiana chain, diamonds in it and all that type of thing. So I took it off, put it in the ground wall bag. Brand new Everlast bag, stuck that in, in my bag and sent that through the machi machines at the Detroit airport. And by the time, <clears throat> some kind of way my baggage or whatever got lost, I had to stand in Detroit a week to wait for them to deliver my bags. And when they brought it to me, somebody took a razor blade and sliced us out of that bag, pulled that crown roll back, I stole my chain. Took my polo jacket out, rolled in the dirt, folded it back up and stuck it in my bag, but stole my jewelry. So I learned from that, you know, between the airports and all that, how to kind of tuck my shit in towels and all that kind of shit to avoid being checked so many times. So mm -hmm. normally, so I had a Rolex watch, friend of mine give to me, and a Rolex bracelet, another friend of mine give to me. 
And uh, I took them off before I went through Greyhound. And one, you know, chrome and gold or white gold and gold chain. And uh, I took that off, kept two other chains on. Had them wrapped in the towel sitting in that backpack. So naturally they got that, you know what I mean? But like I said, I wasn't tripping more importantly in my music at the end of the day. But um, yeah, I recognized that and saying that to say this. <clears throat> so I'm explaining to her the Rolex, the Rolex shit. So she said, well, he putting on a Rolex bracelet right now. I said, well, is it like white gold, chrome gold? She said, yeah. So she jumped up and went right to the security guy. Yes, he putting on this bracelet right now. So I hear the guy say, oh, police ass bitch or something called her. I'm still like this. The same dude with same. the, with the, with, with it the. on. Yeah, right, come right back to the same spot, putting it on, one out of the five or seven. You know what I mean? So I see that and to keep up from arguing with him and him recognizing me over there helpless. I didn't know if they didn't got straps or whatever the case. They didn't pull a strap on me, but they just had all number. Um, so I say, my, you know, come this way. I say, you know, fuck that, come this way. So I grab her, dug my head down, grab my shirt, had my glass, and tucked that and froed and rolled inside Greyhound until it was time for me to get on the bus. So I never left the Greyhound building from 1 that morning to 3.30 when I got back on the bus and headed back towards Louisiana. So yeah, I never really left the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, damn, man. So all of this now, what particular day did this, did this happen? Um, Man. I say this, Tuesday coming up will be two exact weeks. So this this uh, Tuesday. Yeah, all uh, but a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago. Have you Tuesday. have you reached out to any of the uh, uh members of the uh staff at the uh, Greyhound station? Greyhound? No, I didn't and I tell you why. Because I felt like everybody there didn't know what time it was, at the very least they got cameras and nobody was to my age. That so was I that was that was about my next uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this situation, man, that, that transpired now, I don't, me, myself, yeah. anticipate on uh, us getting into any, any type of gangster stuff, man, about no. this, but yeah. I can say this, <clears throat> at the least, you know, people don't always want scriptures coming at them or anything righteous coming at them, especially in a moment of of uh, things like this happen. Yeah. But we, we, we cannot continue doing this to one another, but on that same note, being in the situation that you're in, mm-hmm. you know, I'm quite sure you want your your, your material back. Of course. You know, your things that you, you work with, your music, things, and it, it's not gonna be hard to uh, know Bleed's music. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So if there's anybody out there that's checking this out, you know, uh, if it's anything that Asiatic Black or Too Black Too Strong may mean to you, mm-hmm. and most definitely uh, anywhere from, you know, the 90s all the way up to now with this Young Bleed music. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, uh, up that material, man. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't gonna, I, me, myself, I'm not going to even go to the extent of asking for no reward or nothing. We ain't yeah. trying to turn nobody in or nothing like that. Right. I hope it's not that type of situation, but, yeah. you know, have the, the least little respect, man. Give me a call, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to put myself on the line for my brother because yeah, that's the type of brother I am. Yes, sir. It's my little brother right here, man. Yeah, man. And uh, if I could do that for anybody else out there, man, we do that. You know, wow. we need to start looking out for one another. Yes, sir. You know, everybody out here, 
you know, ain't, ain't got the same situations going on. I don't know nobody else's story. Huh. I really don't care to know that. You know what I'm saying? Me and Bleed was talking earlier about, you know, people trying to be Superman and fix everything. We yeah. ain't that, I'm not that type of brother, man, you right, know? Right. We leave all that to God, so. Yes, yeah, man. Uh, we got to make this thing uh, be what it is. And uh, if there's anything we can do, man, to get this man's uh, material back, you know, the hell with the money. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else he lost out there. Yeah. I thank God he didn't, didn't, didn't uh, lose his life. Lose my life, yes, sir. Absolutely. And uh, this is a real mark on the yeah, black man. people, first of all. Yeah. It's a mark on Dallas. Mm -hmm. It is most definitely a mark on Greyhound bus station. I'm wow. surprised that the professionalism, man, that, you know, I done picked my people up out there, man, several times. Yes, I ain't never got nothing like that. At all. I wish you had reached out to me, Bleed, because yeah. that's my area. Yeah, you know, and I, I did. You know, what I tell everybody, this black, and, you know, you and the rest of my big brothers, you know, blood in, blood out, it wasn't that type of situation. I decided, like, a day or two, if I was coming to Dallas directly. I had been aiming at Dallas and H-Town for the last, like I say, four or so months. So after having a successful weekend in H-Town versus going all the way back home, mm -hmm. four hours compared to the eight or 12 on bus on Greyhound, mm -hmm. I said, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot out here now. You know what I mean? Do what I can do and I'll make it back home by the middle of next week. So that was the aim. I didn't know that until overnight. And like I say, um, really wasn't even supposed to leave the bus station. If the bus was on time, mm -hmm. I got right off the H-Town the bus onto the Fort Worth bus. I wouldn't have needed a ride. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So right. it happened within that time. I'm hitting my home girl, and I was like, buy this for, with a credit card for me. She was like, just pay the $14 when you get there. And if I, even if I would have purchased the ticket, the delay, the bus still was already gone. So it happened in a way that, you know. And let me ask you something else, too, man. Something else, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, want to make it personal or nothing, nothing like that, man. But yeah. is, it, is it any, was it any thought in your mind that it may have been a setup, anything like that? Not coming to Dallas, the bus station situation, but not with the person I was dealing with. Um, and actually, like I said, my homegirl was really just picking me up to um, stay overnight and wake up and be in the studio the next day. Mm -hmm. So all those people that was involved on that end, she was coming from 40 minutes south. You know, she's really from South Central, from California. Mm -hmm. He just happened to live out there. Right. And I done known her over 15 or so years. Um, based on, you know, um, different things me and Sebo used to do when we was out there and we had a whole team of model girls and girls to help us promote the music and she right. was one of those girls. So no, it was no way, no how, that type of situation that she didn't know that there was no connection there. Right. And definitely the distance. So, and like I say, if going straight from that to Fort Worth, it wouldn't have never been that altercation. She even told me before I got to Dallas, stay in the bus station. I said, well, you know, you take your time. I'll get there and be cool. I'm going to go out and smoke me a cigarette and that's it. Even another stranger I met in H-Town was like, hey man, Dallas, you know, it's, it's wild in Dallas right now. So me, me being an ex-Dallas native, I'm like, you know, I ain't finna go to hang out there, none of that, and especially in the middle of the night, unless I go to directly to one of y'all. And so, never expected anything of the sort to happen. Nah, nah, never man, happened. That's, Over 20, that's crazy. 20 years of travel, mm -hmm. that never happened to me. And I'm right. from a street hood, I did things in the street, and you know, whatever but you know it never happened man so you don't see it coming out like you say ain't none of us iron chest child of superman so i don't feel like if it could happen to him it can't happen to me but what's the chances and i'm speaking not just for myself but anybody that's traveling that 
because I wasn't the only person out there getting hustled on the sidewalk. I saw the play, white folk, black folks alike, young couples, old couples, that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But later on, me being, I guess, the most targeted rapper, once things are transpired and how I've been hearing things recirculate, then I, I have a reason to believe that I was targeted, not in the before me getting age time, but once I stepped off the bus. Hmm. And, you know, a little different, you mm-hmm. know, my swag, clothes, and <laughs> sauna. Yeah, so I was targeted a little different than the average consumer that walked through that that night. Just, you know. Yeah. All right. So like we said, man, you know, um, I had to bring my brother on this platform and get him to say his few words. I'm also, man, asking any other platforms out there, man, to reach out to me. Yeah, man. I can get in contact with Young Bleed. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there's anybody out there that know anything about music, man, you know something about Young Bleed Carleone. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, he's from the Dirty South. And, uh, you know, uh, another thing I want to say to the big platforms out there, man, I will be tagging you all in this. Yeah, man. You know, if you give any care, man, about the music industry, entertainment, or anything like that, man, if you can find yourself, man, pulling off an R. Kelly or Cardi B situation or anybody else's situation just for a split second, man, and lend us a helping hand mm-hmm. and putting this out, man. Yeah, man. To try to get uh, something done about this situation, we would. Greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. And on, on our way back up to the top, man, me and this brother here, uh-huh. most definitely, man, we coming back out yes, and uh, do some more things, man. So mm-hmm. y'all will be reaching out to us in the near future, man, for something. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can believe Keep that, man. We're going to claim it. Yes, sir. Keep yes, it in sir. the family. Well, I appreciate you reaching uh, out to me, man. Too, bro. And uh, once again, man, y'all make for sure, man. If y'all got any information on this, man, we ain't trying to get into no flim flam, no, no, no none of that type of BS, man, on, on no level, man, because yeah. uh, we all need each other at this particular time, man, especially what's going on in America. Fag exchange ain't no robbery, man. Keep it good in the hood, man. Already. Keep the people out of Already. Business. Exactly, yeah, man. man. And this, 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 I'm just going to say this, man. This reminds me of Proverbs, man. Huh. I just got to put this out there, man. Pro- Proverbs, man. It's, it's, it's a great little something in Proverbs, man. Huh. Envy not thy oppressor, man, huh. and take on none of his ways, man. So we got to get out huh. the habit of being in what we're doing, man, and taking the, 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 the oppressor's ways, man, and, and, and biting down on one another, man. We, it. It's the wrong time of the season, the year. Man. Wrong time of the... It just, man, bad energy in the universe right? that's going on right now, man. Everybody knows the situation. Yeah. Y'all know what's going on. Y'all know what it is. But it will never solve itself, man, if we don't start with self. That's it. We got to do that, man. We ain't going to preach, make no, uh, you know, no whole long speeches about this situation, man. We're going to let it be what it is. We're going to come back at y'all on another level. I do have to interview this brother, man, and, and, uh, Get some things, man. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go and ask about it right now to let y'all know, man. What you got going on with the music right now, man? Oh, uh, man, you know, I just dropped, um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I just dropped a new album, um, What a Life in June. Okay. You know what I mean? It's on all the social media platforms all over the world. So if you're not up on it, um, Spotify it to Apple. You name it, um, trapdoorent.biz is my personal label and website. 
you know what I mean, kunaki.com, you know, I deliver it to you, you know what I mean, physical copies and everything digital, man. So we all over the place with that. Man, they tell uh, me you, 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 about to, you about to do something, man. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all you, 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 you putting the words out my head and mouth at the same time. <laughs> but you, you, um, you're talking about the reunion tour. Yeah. No Limit, yeah, right. man. I finally got that call. Shout out to the whole No Limit masterpiece, Silk the Shocker serve on. On down, man. Um, How the brothers doing anyway? Uh, everybody doing their own individual thing, and it's the first time we considering forming Voltron in a long time. Oh, really? So I got that call to come aboard, you know, for a few shows and perhaps the rest of the tour. So yeah, we we jumping off. Um, well, at least for me, um, November 30th out in Chicago. Um, I want to say Cleveland in February. Um, and the night before, before the 30th. On the 29th, we'll be in the Kansas City city area um, with me, um, me, Mercedes, and Mr. Servon. So, you know, y'all stay tuned. And um, like I say, on their website, you know, all the tour dates and everything is there. And, of course, here again on all the social media plateaus. So, man, y'all stay focused, man, and uh, follow up on what's going down, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it is, man. Uh, I want to thank you again, man, for coming aboard this platform, man, Same here, and reaching out to these people, man. We're gonna be getting back at y'all real soon, man. Like I said, I gotta have another sit down with him. But this, yeah, this, this right here was most definitely a, a, a must, man. We had yeah. to get this out first, man. Yeah. He devoted some time, man. I, I drove down to BR, man, to sit down with him, man, and we yeah, shot us a few games of pool. Yeah, man. In case a lot of y'all got to see that a little bit earlier tonight, man, with the fam, uh -huh. and uh. My family, his family. Yeah, That's man. all I got to say about Keep that. Keep it in the family. Yes, sir. Two Black, yeah. Two Strong, yeah. Mega Blast, man. We'll be back at y'all in a minute, man. Young Bleed Carleon. Yes, sir.